Welcome to Jersey Guy Sports, your sports talk home for the Yanks, the Giants, the Rangers, and the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. I'm your host, Don. Thanks for listening. Now, today I'm going to be talking about Rutgers basketball and freshman Gavin Griffiths, who led the Rutgers basketball team to a win over Boston University 69-45 in Rutgers' home opener on Friday night. Let's go ahead and get started. So this is going to be a quickie here as I discuss Rutgers basketball, preparing for the big Rutgers-Iowa game later today. This is Saturday. Rutgers played on Friday night at home. They had their first home game at the rack in front of a lot of people. And Gavin Griffiths, our true freshman and highest recruit ever, led Rutgers basketball to a 69-45 win over Boston University. Griffiths looked really, really good. He looked like the high recruit that he is. He had 25 points. Ended up with four rebounds on top of it. He had a block or kind of a block steal. It was kind of a cool play. Griffiths shot nine for 15, so it wasn't like he had 25 points on, you know, 25 shots. He was nine for 15 shooting. He had three three-pointers, and he looked really good, really good. And again, this is going to just be a quick podcast here. Uh, Griffiths looked dynamic to me. He he looked um, much more athletic <laughs> Then he actually, you would think he would be looking at him, right? You take a look at him and you think, ah, oh, it's Poindexter over there playing basketball, right? He's kind of lanky and geeky with curly hair. He's got glasses. And you think, this dude is a good basketball player? And I'm telling you, you look at him and you think, I don't know, man. This guy does not look the, the part. But, boy, he plays the part, I'll tell you. He is quite athletic, <clears throat> much more athletic than you would think. And he has ups. I mean, he can really jump. He shoots three-pointers over tall people. I mean, he's big himself. I think he's 6'8", and, you know, he's got some ups, so he can shoot threes. And he hit one three that, you know, wasn't just the minimum distance three. It was a good three, four feet <clears throat> behind the three-point line. So he has range. He has ups. Um, he dunked a few times. You know, he was pretty good in the open court. He dribbled behind the back a few times. He looks... Very athletic, which is not at all what you would think by just viewing the guy walking around the court. I'm telling you, if you walked around and, you know, and he didn't have his best uniform on, you would never think this guy is a basketball player. But I'm telling you, this uh, this was a good sign last night. We'll see if he can keep it up as the season goes on. But it was a great performance, a breakout performance, and um, starting to see a little bit of what makes his kid so highly recruited. He was anywhere between a high five-star and a low four-star, depending on the rating service that was used. He was any, rated anywhere from number 22 overall in the country to 50 or 60. He was all over the map. But um, bottom line is he's a very highly recruited um, uh, freshman, the highest recruit we've ever had, and he performed really well against Boston. Um, a couple other quickies against about the game. Um, obviously, Boston University is not nearly the quality of opponent as Princeton, who we lost to in the um, on opening night, and by the way, Princeton, again, as I mentioned after that game, is a really good team. They made the Sweet 16 last year. Um, they looked every bit the part against Rutgers. They beat Hofstra last night again. They're 2-0. Princeton is a damn good team. Uh, Rutgers should not hang their head for a loss to that team at a neutral site. Um, so Rutgers looked better against Boston University on Friday night. But there were certainly warts on this win, and particularly in the first half and the first half of the first half. <laughs> Rutgers had too many fucking turnovers. Again, with this friggin' turnovers. What the frig, Rutgers? It's sloppy, careless play, and it was annoying as shit. Um, 
Heichel's teams are normally not that careless with the ball. And and this was, you know, I think there's going to be some growing pains with uh, the new style, the new players, uh, the new type of play. As you know, Rutgers lost a lot of people in the last year or two, um, stalwarts here, and, and replaced them with other people who are quicker, more dynamic. And the thought this year is that Peichel's team is going to be more athletic, push the ball more, run the ball more, uh, and be a generally quicker and faster team. And that might result in quicker passes on offense, which may result in more turnovers. Um in any case, as as you're watching the game in the early first half yesterday, I don't know that that was the case, the reason for the turnovers. These just seem like very dumb decisions um, by maybe less experienced people, and hopefully that will improve as the season goes on. But there were so many turnovers. It was just you're scratching your head against a very good opponent yesterday. We would have definitely lost because of that. We had 13, 13 fucking turnovers in the first half. Imagine that. Imagine 13 turnovers in one half. It was disgusting. We must have had seven in like the first four minutes. It was ridiculous. Just just so many turnovers, so many. So that's one of the warts that we had in, in what was a good win. Another wart, missed free throws. I don't know what it's going to take. I mean, last year we had Cam Spencer, and he, you know, basically never missed. Um, but even with that, we were not that high <laughs> overall. A free throw shooting. Yeah, Cam Spencer basically hit ninety percent of his free throws last year, and we still ended up like tenth or eleventh in the league or lower, I think, in free throw shooting. That is how bad a free throw shooting team we were, and generally have always been, and what appears continues to be. And I don't understand it. And I might have made this reference previously. I can't remember, but it's like the New York Rangers. If you're a Ranger fan. It seems like every year since the beginning of time, we cannot win friggin' faceoffs. It's just year after year, player after player, coach after coach, we cannot win faceoffs. This year, and, and it's like that with Rutgers and free throws. Year after year, player after player, coach after coach, we cannot make free throws. We're never ever good at free throws, and I don't, I don't know what it is. I, I don't know if there's something in the air. We were terrible, just terrible again. Jermichael Davis looked like he couldn't even find the the, the rim at the free throw line. Um, we were, let, let me look at the stats here. We were 12 for 18 at the, no, I'm sorry. That, that was Boston. We were 16 for 30. Oh my God. 53%, 53% free throw shooting. <laughs> I mean, that is just beyond ridiculous. We missed 14 fucking free throws. 14! We ended up with 17 turnovers, 13 in the first half, and 14 missed free throws. So think about that. 17 turnovers <coughs> and 14 missed free throws. I mean, that overall, you know, you're not going to you're not gonna clip this, these press clippings and these stats and put them up on your board anywhere because... Uh, that is something to to improve on. So yes, you know we got to win. Yes, Griffiths looked good. And there was a couple other positive things I'll talk about, but there are things to clean up, and and we definitely need to do that. Overall, uh, Rucker shot forty four percent from the field, and, and you know nowadays that's almost considered okay, which I hate. You know, I mean they were they were you know harping on how good it was. We shot almost fifty percent in the first, and I'm thinking. You know, the, the the low standards that we've evolved to in college basketball where shooting 45% is really good, where you miss more more shots in, than you make, and that's excellent. You know, at, you know, 35 is okay, 40 is decent, 45 is really good. Like, I, that, 
you know, it can't be a thing. It can't be a thing. Um, so missed free throws, too many turnovers. Rutgers has to improve that. A couple other quick notes from the game that I want to talk about. It's interesting, again, continuing to see Rutgers try to find their rotation. Um, not only are there a bunch of new players, and there are on this team, but who is going to start, who is going to sub, has also been in flux and will continue to be in flux. We miss Moat Mag still. He did not play, and that was you know, that's a big thing for our team. He, he's, he's good in every part of the game. Everything that you think of, he helps in big ways. He ended up being a decent scorer by the time he left, and that really helped. He was at the peak of his scoring ability, and he was becoming a dynamic scorer just as he tore his ACL last year. Um, so he can score. He's a really, really good defender. And when he comes back and if he's at full strength, he may be our best defender. That's how good he is at defending. So he's a good scorer. He's a really good defender. He's an excellent rebounder. And he's very good on the fast break, too. So we miss him in a lot of areas. Now, even without him, the team is trying a lot of different rotations. You can see Peichel's trying to see what works, what doesn't work. Last year and years before, you know, we'd have our starting five. And seriously, guys, there's a 40-minute game. They would play 30, 35 minutes out of the 40 minutes. Like, you'd have your starting five in there most of the game. A couple subs here and there, depending on the game or foul trouble. But without foul trouble, the starters would easily play 30 to 35 minutes of the 40-minute game. This year, it's not that way so far. There, there's a constant rotation, and that may be contributing to some of the, you know, dysfunction here a little bit. Um, certainly, when you have a, you know, solid and consistent starting five, you'll probably be able to run better half-court sets and things like that. Or at least if you're always playing with the same people <clears throat> um, consistently, that would help. So this year, we have, instead of a five-man starter, there's almost a... 10-man rotation, really, with, with you know, everyone going in and out. And it, it's an interesting thing. I, I really find it interesting. We have, you know, Noah Fernandez, who's the new uh, portal transfer, you know, graduate student now. Amori, of course, at center. We have this Williams, uh, who, I don't know, he's on and off. I haven't decided if I like him, but he does provide some energy. Another one who's just not great at the free throw line again. Uh, Oscar Palmquist, you know, is playing and starting. He started this game. Uh, Hyatt, uh, who started this game, you know. And then you have still Gavin Griffiths, who I talked about. You have Derek Simpson. You know, Jermichael Davis is the dynamic point guard freshman um, who also couldn't hit a free throw to save his life, um, you know, on Friday night. Uh, and others that, that just continually rotate in and out of the game. And it, it's quite a big rotation. and. Um, it's interesting. It's different. Um, and if we're going to be sort of more of a fast-paced team, you might need to have more subs. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Now, talking about a few of the other people real quick here, um, Hyatt. Hyatt continued his Jekyll and Hyde act, you know, with Rutgers after just a disgusting game against Princeton the other night where he didn't hit one single fucking basket the whole night. The whole night. All we heard in the offseason, now oh, improved you know, high it is and, and how the most improved player in the offseason just looks tremendous, set to be a little, not one goddamn bucket against Princeton when we really, really needed it. Missing layups, missing shots, you know, turning the ball over. Looked like a fucking, he looked terrible, awful, just disgusting. He comes out at home and looks really good. 17 points, hit some threes. 
it's manding his inconsistency and it's manding him. and he gets praise but to me it's too much praise i i can't stand players and 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 uh, all sports where you don't know what you're going to get from a player from night to night and then obviously there's some built-in inconsistency in sports all the time so you can't just go out and say you know this player is consistent every single game because the, it almost doesn't exist for the most part um th- there's some players that rise to that level but honestly there's a built-in level of inconsistency so i'm not talking about that he is on the highest possible level of inconsistency though and it was on display the first two games of this year just pathetically disgustingly awful against princeton and then really good at home against you know in the first home game of the year against boston so uh, there you have it you know absolutely awful pretty damn good you know get back-to-back games you know, and, and I need him and everyone needs him to be more consistent. And in those games where he's not, doesn't have it, need, we need him to do other things. A lot of times players feel it when they're not playing well, right? And they're not hitting shots or they're missing and they get frustrated and they do other things to make it worse. And that's exactly what he did against prison. He turned the ball over, he traveled, he committed foul. Like he was, he had a really, really bad game overall and sometimes when you're not hitting your shots maybe you take a little bit less of them right number one look to do some some better passing look to play some better defense look to put yourself in position to to get better rebounds do other things to help the team right you don't have to be uh, a player that scores 15 17 19 points a game but you do need to be a player that brings it in all areas every night and and Peichel generally demands that of his players, and we have not gotten that from Hyatt over the years, and um, we need to see more of that from from Hyatt. Another quick negative, Derek Simpson. Again, not good so far this year. I I don't know. He had a bad game against Princeton, didn't play a lot of minutes, I think maybe 17, 18 minutes against Princeton. Um, He came in off the bench in this, you know, game on Friday night. Uh, didn't really score much and, you know, wasn't involved too much at all. Simpson needs to step it up. There was a lot of talk about his offseason and the expected improvement that we could have from Derek Simpson this year. So we're going to see. It's early in the season. You can't always take a lot from November basketball. Um, so keep that in mind, folks. And if you watch Rutgers over the years or really any college basketball over the years and you see these early games, there's a lot of coming together that the team does and a lot of, you know, winding up. Um, I had thought that Rutgers would have a slight advantage this year, ever so slight, because they had some additional games and earlier games this year. They played overseas in Africa um, over the summer, uh, kind of bonded as a team, had some other preseason games. Uh, and I, I thought that <clears throat> as a result, they might look a little bit more polished than, than they actually do. So it's unfortunate that they don't. But again, I think having all these new players certainly contributes to that a lot. Um, and we're going to just have to see how much they bond. But this was always going to be a year where we didn't know we were going to get, right? And we talked about that in the offseason where we lost so many players. We lost, you know, Caitlin McConnell, Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. We lost Paul Mulcahy, really good player until about the end of last year where he was just almost a detriment to us. And Cam Spencer, who, you know, we had last year and was a really good three-point shooter and an excellent free-throw shooter and an underrated defensive player, by the way. Someone who no one ever talks about, but he seemed to have three, four steals a game and, and, and was really good defensively. No one ever talked about that. So 
Um, those are tough players to replace one year after we lost Geo Baker and and we lost Ron Harper Jr., right? So, you know, in two years, we lost, you know, five of the best players we've ever had. Caleb McConnell, Ron Harper Jr., Geo Baker, Paul Mulcahy, Cam Spencer. We lost all of them in the last two years, right? So certainly there's going to be a little, um, you know, uh, feeling out and tough replacement time. And, and I have faith in Steve Peichel. I have faith in his team. I think there's the most, you know, variability this year that I've ever seen. I really don't know what we're going to get. I don't. I have the ultimate faith in this coach, but I don't know how this team's going to be. We're, we're going to have to see, and hopefully they can, you know, pull it together. By the way, Rutgers has five more home games in a row, Rutgers basketball, starting with Bryant, who's going to be much stronger than Boston, by the way, on Sunday so go Rutgers. Let's go, are you? That's all I have for you guys. Thank you for listening to Jersey Guy Sports. Please subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends all about it. I'll be back soon with some more sports talk. Thanks and have a good day.